I'm alive to tell the story How He raised me from death to glory Let these words be living proof What a moment with Him can do So I will not run No, I cannot deny I will sing His praise for all my days This much I know This much I've seen all right, welcome back to another episode of Live in the Studio. Today, we are here with Calman Grigg. Yeah. Uh, Calman and I, how long have we known each other now? Um, Thanks to Facebook memories, I know this answer. I met okay. you guys four years ago. Okay, and we went to the same school too, although we won't say which school, but we went to yeah. the same high school as well, but you're a couple years younger? Like two years. Two years younger, year. yeah. And I don't, did we meet in high school? Nope. No, but we knew a lot of the same people. Yes. And and we've we've connected over that, but... Welcome. Thank you for having Glad me. Glad to have you here. Yeah. Um, I wanna I wanna kinda like it's weird because we're friends, like like and we're like see each other every week kind of yeah. friends. So this is the probably one of the more relaxed <laughs> like uh, like we feel like comparatively and it's we love meeting every person, but this is one of those things where like we know you really well. So I have to make an effort to not answer your questions. Well, and to not I ask things for some people because I truly don't know them. I have to ask you things so that you have an opportunity to say, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though I already know the answers. So <laughs> introduce yourself to us <laughs> um, and tell us about your musical background, even though uh, I know a little bit of it. <laughs> uh, my name is Calman Grigg. Uh, I grew up in Clover, South Carolina. Shout out. Um, music uh, background. So I grew up in church as most of us in the south did so the first music that i knew was like hymns and good old southern gospel and bluegrass and mm -hmm. lots of banjos um and then i uh as like you go into middle school um i know like for here it's i think it's sixth grade is like you get to pick if you want to do band or chorus going like forward hmm. for your fine arts um and I did band first, which a lot of people think is What'd like... You do? I didn't know that. What'd you do in band? Um, So I started off... Okay, I wanted to be a drummer like everyone, but, you know, everyone wants to be a drummer. So they're like, no, it's fine. You you missed the... I missed the the testing oh, for okay. it. So they're like, no, well, let's just see how you do with these math pieces. Um, And so I got put on alto saxophone. So I played the sax for two years. Can you still play? Um, if you handed me a saxophone, I could probably play you like a couple good scales. Can we borrow one of your dad's saxophones? <laughs> sure. Okay. But cool. anything beyond <laughs> like one or two scales. And then I switched instruments going, um, into my last year of middle school into high school, um, to just brass. Mm -hmm. So I played like concert euphonium and like did marching band and I marched a marching baritone. What's a euphonium? Um, it is like... I don't even know how to describe it. I think it's like the where like a trumpet would be like vocally like a tenor. The euphonium is like would be like the baritone and then like the bass would be like the tuba. Okay. So it was it would sit in between a trumpet and a tuba. Got you. Um, and the French horn kind of like is in similar like sounding family. Um, if I'm describing that correctly at all. And then I did marching band for two years and. After that, I like was kind of burnt out on it because band camp every summer was really mm. hot and 
not very fun. Um, and honestly, I don't think I was very good at it. Like I was never like an alternate. Like I always marched mm. in, in, in the band at every competition, but I think I just kind of like glided my way somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So that was, that was what grade? Sixth uh, grade, seventh that, grade? That was so sixth grade through the end of 10th grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. So quite a while. Yeah. So a lot longer than I'm proud to say just because <laughs> I didn't wrong it. with it. Just because I didn't well, love yeah, it. Well, yeah, but um, so it's sometimes I know that like, you know, ideally over the long term, you want to do things you love. But there were things like, I, so I did mixed martial arts growing up. Yeah. And and for a time I loved think like I, I loved certain things about it, but ultimately like it's not what I decided to do with my life. But I'm glad I did it for yeah. Uh I did that for uh twelve years. Yeah. It was a long time. And I I did it I, honestly just like one of the big things about that kind of stuff is just the commitment of it. Like discipline is a huge thing in martial arts, obviously. So it was a matter of like um Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was the thing I loved the most. And I mean one day. It's like, those are things that I hope, like, when I get the free time, I'll be able to get back into, you know? So you. maybe one day you'll get to play saxophone or euphonia maybe again. Maybe something. And, like, but that's what I mean. Like, you know, we, we all hit, like, a point where it's, like, like, for you're looking for something else to do, and at least you have some familiarity in other yeah. areas now, you know? That kind yeah, of if you ever decide you want saxophone on one of your albums, be like, well, just Or even a couple lessons, a couple yeah. saxophone lessons. We know somebody that could teach that. Hey. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, I was grateful for it because it taught me how to read music. Yeah. Um. So that that's something that like that was my biggest takeaway is like just understanding like. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. Less than a basic level, but not quite proficiently enough to say like, oh, I understand like music theory because I don't think anyone really understands how, music theory. In the in the thick of that, how long did you think like when you were doing it? Obviously, I think when you maybe if you stop it, you lose a little touch of it. But when you were doing it like a lot, how long do you think it took you to kind of get the hang of it? Like reading um, a couple years in, was, like, year in, like they start you super basic and just teaching you like how to read like just one clef. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like at, at a certain point that like you the instruction stops and like you just kind of you just you just figure it out as you yeah. go, um, especially at, like the more complex the music gets, like you can ask questions and whatnot. I think it wasn't until after I like I quit band and then I like auditioned for choir. Yeah. On a dare. Um, <laughs> really? On a <laughs> yeah. dare. OK, we'll get into yeah. that. I'll ask um, that. That again. like I really like had a desire to like try to understand like composition and like scores and like i I did, I don't even know if I've told you this. I did a couple college auditions for like, for music theory, uh, like degrees and, and they were all guitar based. Right. And I always tripped on <clears throat> like, one of the things that's interesting about guitar is like growing up in school specifically, and you know exactly which school I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's like zero opportunity to formally learn any of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what always puzzles me about guitar is like, you go to your college audition and I think, and I realize I'm, I might not be everybody, but I I'm under the impression that gotta be at least like 30%, like a third, but I feel like that's generous of guitar players. Don't start out learning formally, like, like as in no. the same way, like uh, uh, maybe a trombone player would or whatever, where like, you're not sight reading. Like I started off reading guitar tabs and, playing things out by ear and learning from a friend who kind of knew how to play to a certain point, but they weren't like a 
it, we were we were like 13 like <laughs> and then i get to a college audition and there's like sheet music and i don't know anything on the sheet music like i remember going to this audition and the sheet music was in front of me or whatever but i did not read any of it i just learned it like i i learned the song and i was playing through it and i didn't read any and they put they they let me in i think on the ability to play alone i think they they told it was like a tentative probationary period maybe where i had i had to like i had to excel within a certain time frame and if i wasn't where i needed to be by like 4 months in then i was going to have to switch programs or something so my 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 experience with like any sort of formal reading or training or whatever when i think unless you're like started in piano lessons as like an eight-year-old like that's like where the majority of like most like understanding like reading and like theory comes from is piano yeah um well theory and reading i know they're i know that to, on some level they're the same thing but like people have different degrees of understanding so there's parts about music theory that i fully understand sight reading is not something i do though and yeah. it's it i've never had to really like in guitar you don't have to almost yeah. ever unless you're in a like a big setting where Classical everyone is guitarist. yeah yeah well let me let me ask you this so you we have a question written down here that says you're part of a pretty serious choir team in high school again not naming names but i know the choir team I was upset with this choir team because there were no, I wanted to play bass. I wanted to play something and and there was not, we couldn't do anything other than kind of sing. But I, I don't think there was an electric bass option anywhere in our school. Was there? I think like for the indoor drum line, they would have like a bass. But bass I don't band, think those like, were like advertised positions. You could no. like, not like any like, kid could go do it. No, you'd you have would, to like already be in. And then they, yeah, yeah, right. And I always wanted to do that. So this, so how was the experience of being a part of that group? Because I did not do what you did. I didn't sing uh, one lick in high school. So you went on a dare. You said you can. So yeah, it was. I knew like I knew what the group was mm -hmm. just because. I mean, everyone knows mm -hmm. knows about it, um, but I don't know. I wanted like something different, and I was like tired of band, but like I didn't want to like not do music, and I was still trying to figure out like. What do I want to be when I grow up and what do I want to do with my life and all of that. And so I had a friend who was like already in the group that was like, I'm just going to write your name down on the audition sheet. Oh, really? I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I went, I auditioned, um, like no formal singing training at all. Um, very, at that point, yeah. 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 Um, so I got in like, it was like a probationary thing that like I had to do like workshops over the summer to kind of get up to par i think like being able to read music was a, a big saving grace yeah. and that like i wasn't like totally ignorant Total mm -hmm. yeah. um so i don't know um actually you've had a couple people on here who are also a part of that same yeah, group yeah and i think i speak for all of us when like it was simultaneously the best and sometimes not the best parts of high school um mm. i don't know being in that atmosphere of like a hundred plus people and like creating like really beautiful music um like was life changing and like something that like I would 100% go back and do again yeah um but sometimes the steps to creating those sounds were yeah. not for the faint of heart yeah um do you think you're more comfortable in things now because of like going through that process no no not no, no. um I don't know I don't know traumatizes the right oh, way oh gosh <laughs> um no 
it's just you take you take correction um either take it well or you have to learn to take it well um and even someone who takes correction well can only take the same correction so many times before they're like okay i'm just not gonna do anything Mm. just gonna be very quiet let my contribution be listening and then you kind of become afraid of like yeah, so it was, it was high expectation of, uh, of, of performance. Yeah, super, I got you. Super high. So my like mentality, a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. My mentality became, if I don't contribute, I can't mess up. So I'm just <laughs> going to not sing. Hmm. Um, and it was um, and it wasn't always like that. There were certain um things that like I like did better like than like certain genres I sang better than others. Yeah. Um, and so like, and like that was just in the choir setting, the actual, Mm. like being a part, having to like balance, like five note, like dissonant chords with a hundred voices. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do at all. Um, but in like the, like the solo atmosphere of things, like doing like, um, the vocal competitions, um, for like classical music or musical theater. Mm -hmm. Um, I did way better in because I didn't have to like fit and blend in with like everyone around me. I literally could like just learn a song, go sing it well and then get scored on that. Hmm. Um, so there was like the good, the good and the bad. Um, I would say there were the, the good very much outweighed the bad. If yeah. I could go back and like do it again, I absolutely would. Yeah. Um, Cause it did like reignite like, Oh, I really do love music. And yeah, it's not just a thing I'm doing because everyone else is doing it. In in high school for me, I literally was like, I started off with uh, electric guitar. Started learning guitar tabs of different rock songs. I think like the first song I learned was uh, the bass line slash guitar line from Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Yeah. That, and I remember playing that for like. What had to be annoyingly to my parents because I think I only played that for like the first like three weeks. I can play that song on drums. <clears throat> and uh, I did that. I learned a song called um, Cassie by the band Flyleaf, which oh, I know the band. was actually relatively difficult. Um, that was bar chords. That was the first time I had to learn that. Uh, but they were but they were drop D bar chords. So I started off like like the first song I learned was standard but the second song i learned was drop d so that's how quickly i started tuning down guitars like we were sitting in a room rehearsing a couple minutes ago yeah and like part of the reason i'm so apt to down tuning is because literally from the second song i ever learned i started that was part of it was was lowering the tuning because it sounds cooler or whatever you know um and so that was always a part of it right away for me and then after that i think i started playing at church maybe two, three years later, acoustic guitar. And that gave me a lot of the ability to like actually play a lot of chords and have a rhythm and feel and like started playing with a live band basically and through that process and then joined a band by happenstance of people that were like 10 to 15 years older than me and got the opportunity to be around people who were way better. And that really like exponential growth out of that process. I had a lot of people who bugged me all throughout that's because you were great without about joining they were like yeah. you need to join and there was the one thing i didn't like was the fact that 
I wanted to do musicals, like shows and stuff, which they did, but like it wasn't the same as like drama club. Yeah. So I was in drama, but they couldn't do musicals because of this choir group. We weren't allowed to. So I just ended up joining like the tech crew and building the sets, which actually helped me a lot with other things later in life. But like they were like, I don't do any tech stuff now. (laughs) Um, but they were like, oh, you should join, you should join. And I was just like, it's not my scene, man. Yeah. Like, well, and like that, and like that specific like group, like half the year felt like a high school choir. And then the other half the year felt like a super busy, not paid at all, like off Broadway company. Job. Yeah. Where like you were like learning in like a full length Broadway show, but you're also learning like all your different solos that you had to like go and compete. Like, mm. We'd like go on like on like these like retreats to to learn choreography and learn all the music, but simultaneously when you're supposed to be on the retreat, you're actually like doing like a sidebar trip to go do like solo and ensemble or mm-hmm. like to go like do another like competition thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was in was, AP classes. I don't have time for that anyway. So I was yeah. not in AP classes. I not think once. I did one AP class. They asked me about doing AP classes, and I said I don't think I go with. I don't think I, me me and those classes don't go together. I don't think I could pass them if I tried. <laughs> to be fair, I think I did the, the easiest AP class, which is like AP statistics. Okay, so <laughs> I I took my last year uh, of high school, and I recognized that I only had enough. I only needed like I want to say the number of credits I needed to finish high school, but I also I only needed like I didn't even need enough that the bare minimum they required you to take was more than I even needed. So in theory, I only needed to take two classes a semester. That was how that was how little I had left from doing like I mean, I did honors courses or whatever like I didn't do uh I don't remember what they called the other ones there were different levels I did the middle one like I did the mm-hmm. like not, not I was not the smartest guy in the room but I did okay so did like the middle class or whatever and then um by the time I got done I only needed two classes a semester and but they required you to take three and so I asked if I could take a morning class an early bird class that went that was only a half hour long and if that would count and so I went from 7.30 to 8, and then first period, second period, and then I went home. And that was my you whole... left at like noon. That was my whole senior year, like 11-something. Like 11, 11 senior year was torture. I basically barely was awake, and then by the time I got home, I just was back out. Yeah. And I did take I did take cello lessons that year, though. Nice. Yep. Um, let me ask you this. What would you say your biggest musical influences are uh, as far as artists go? And that could be worship, secular, whatever it is. Oh, that is an interesting question. Um, so I know like a lot of people, like, I think we talked about this the other day, actually, where like, it's like a generational thing where like at one point, like people were like fully committed to a band and like they would like wait for those albums to come out. Um, and like, that's all they would listen to. Um, but now generationally, it is more common to like have several different tastes in music but growing up, like I genuinely would listen to anything that wasn't out of the church, mm. <laughs> not because I didn't like like church like church music, but it's because it's all that was played in the house for like mm-hmm. all of my like I don't know just every from the time I could walk to the time I understood like anything, it was just Jesus music all the time, mm. which is not a bad thing, but for like my brain got super creative at a really young age and I was like, Oh, this is redundant. I need different. 
So I would like listen to anything and everything. And also being like a Disney Channel kid, like all the Disney Channel original mm-hmm. movies that ended up being musicals. Like. I didn't have cable TV as a kid. So yeah. Disney Channel was not a thing for me. I did grow up with a hymnal, though, because my, yeah, my grandpa absolutely. was a Southern Baptist pastor. So I definitely grew up with a lot of problem. Not I don't think I was. I feel like you sang more as a kid than I did, or at least paid attention to the songs more, because I don't even remember a bunch of them. And I know that like when we talk about like this hymn or that hymn, you'll know a few more yeah. of them than oh, I do. Oh, I can still tell you the page numbers. Oh. No, but like, so like fighting against, you know, my, my little rebellious like 12-year-old brain was like searching and like for music. And then I like discovered MTV and discovered like Teen Nick would like play music videos in the morning um, before mm. school. Um, and I really like just started absorbing like everything whether it was like except country music because that's also the only thing that my brothers would listen to (laughs) and when you've heard like three country songs you've heard them all because they're either about he's firing shots i am i am because shots fired they're either about someone who you love that doesn't love you back someone that you love who has left you Uh or you're tired of love and you just want to set the world on fire. That is it. That is it. Those are the three. You name me a country song. and I'd tell you which category we're, we're not overly country fans. I don't dislike it. Like I don't green tractor, big green tractor. Where's that fall under? That is, you love someone who doesn't love you back because you're like trying to persuade them to come. Okay. I see. But anyways, I I don't know. Like I literally, the only, this is so bad. The only country song that even comes to mind for me is like, Tennessee whiskey, life is a highway. It's really not. It's, yeah. I wouldn't call it. The, Those aren't even like. I know they're just the artists. ones that have have crossed over yeah, to like yeah. mainstream yeah. radio that I've heard. Yeah. What's the so fun fact? Tennessee whiskey is actually a cover song? from I think it's George Strait who originally wrote it, Probably. and the sound is you. It's unrecognizable yeah. the way he did that cover. Um, I prefer the cover because it's got that bluesy like mm-hmm. gospel mm-hmm. sound. I wouldn't even call that like country because it, it really fits more into like a yeah. bluesy gospel so, riff. So what would your top three artists be? So the top three artists, yep. not because I think I sound like them, but because I really appreciate what they did for music um, is I feel like it would be like blasphemous not to say like Whitney Houston was just like, I don't think there will ever be a vocalist to ever meet her capacity to just she opened her mouth and like people just shut up like they knew like it was like just time to listen mm-hmm. um and like anyone who doesn't like listen to her and is like oh i would love to be able to sing like that you're, you're lying it's fine but like um <laughs> and then i think like leon bridges like just just that really crisp authentic um very like dark tone but still an open sound um, I like my tone is like super dark, especially mm-hmm. with classical music. Like I have to like physically like make the sound go forward and be brighter, but like stuff like that, like I like fit into like into the fold a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So people, you kind of like, you feel like, uh, yeah. like you could like take like influence and stuff. The people that you yeah. look to, they like, Oh, I kind of, I had some people that were like that, like some familiarity to your own voice oh, kind of yeah. like influences a little bit of like, um, Oh that sounds remotely like me. Yeah. I finally heard somebody like that. I remember not feeling like I sound like anyone when I started. Yeah. And looking for somebody that was like, is there anything I can try 
than anyone else has ever done mm-hmm. that doesn't sound because I feel like everything I did sounded bad, you know. And like, oh yeah, it's like trying to find something to grab onto is like a maybe try this. Yeah, know? and I still struggle to like think that like I like vocally sound like similar to people mm-hmm. at all. Um, but I think the other person, um, not necessarily like their songs, but just vocal ability, like the way they sound is like old school. Sam Smith is like mm-hmm. he sounds like a saxophone if a saxophone was like a mm-hmm. voice um especially like the upper register stuff um because like for me like i do have like an upper register mm-hmm. like especially like a like a bigger head voice and i try to like get away from sounding like a mezzo soprano <laughs> to sounding more of like that like um mm-hmm. like what, jazzier what was the album we had we had it in the jeep back when the, the one back with, when we had a cd player not the only that one in the yeah. lonely Whatever hour yeah. yeah we had yeah. we had that album yeah. there were some good songs like on that stay album. with me like stay with me was like everybody listened to it mm-hmm. i i like i think the the piano roots in in the music and that record is really really sweet mm-hmm. i really love the piano playing so who's on your playlist right now on my playlist right now oh oh goodness um so it's a lot of maverick city um it's a lot of elevation worship and rhythm has like circulated which Mm. i didn't listen to a lot either growing up or even like in the last year but i really like some of their newer stuff yeah um outside of like church there's a girl from north carolina who went to a performing arts high school in like huntersville okay and she got big because she did like the blumenthal like the bloomy awards and got picked up by a Broadway agent and played Regina George in. Oh, you Mingers. showed me this. Yeah, her yeah. name is Renee Rapp. Okay, and she's just a vocal beast. Mm-hmm. And she's got like a lot of her original stuff that she's just released this past year is really good. She's got a song called "In the Kitchen" that I highly recommend. If you are feeling sad, it will make you feel sadder, but it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Let's talk about the process of of putting an EP together. So that started. Like we said a year ago, and you kind of came with the one song, and he comes in the he comes in the studio, and he's like, "Hey, I have this thing I wrote that I want to show you," and I'm like, "Okay," and he starts playing it, and he plays this hook, and it's like one of the best hooks. I'm like, "Dude, this is insane! We need to do this," and we started. It was just a dream at that point. I think yeah. you, we got snowed in at the house, right? Yeah, that's what that night was. Yeah, and literally, it snowed so bad that I was like we didn't bring your car with us or something happened. Yeah, I couldn't get out of your driveway because right. it sits on that hill. And so we just stayed there and I was like, hold on. And we ended up like playing like a keys part. Yeah. With like a, we just, I don't even remember if you sang the chorus into that scratch track or not. I don't think you did. No, th- you, you came up with like the little, the, you the came up with boom. the intro for the record. Yeah, like the There's boom a little, clap the thing. boom clap with the organ behind it. And I, I don't know. And then I remember, we should talk about this on the, we should talk about it on the way home from that. I think you should tell this story. Driving home in the snow. Was it just driving home or was it the next day when you came to? <laughs> I think it was the, it the, was the next the day. The scary event. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Billy and his dad very kindly gave me a ride home that night because it like, like down like poured snow and like the road went from having nothing on it to being totally covered in like an hour or two. Mm-hmm. So my little car at the time was not going to make it out of the driveway. Um, and so I left my car at, their house and then the next day billy's like hey i'm gonna come pick you up so you can get your car like great thanks and on the way back to 
Billy and Shay's house. Which, mind you, there was no ice at all. No, all the ice had like it, melted. It was or, a little patch that we didn't see. Yeah, there's this like because like the trees had shaded it like just right, and we weren't speeding or anything. But it was a left hand turn, and as he's turning left and getting into the right lane. We just just hit the ice at the right angle and do a complete U turn. We we yeah, like if we were going. Why don't if, I remember this? Did you, you not you tell in the car. me? No, I told you. We were in the car and we I turned <laughs> left and and basically we hit like a little patch and instead of just going straight, my the back of the car came all the way around and we were just facing yeah the opposite the, the other the other way. Yeah. It was honestly it was if we were trying to do that intentionally, it would have been so cool. Well, praise God, we were everything was good. There was yeah. literally nobody. There was not a single car around. No. It was just an empty road, so we were fine. But it was freaky. And yeah. I remember Calvin because <laughs> yeah. okay, so you ride horses. This is I part. Of, this is a big part of your life. Yeah. But Calman instinctually, <laughs> do you remember what you did? I literally, it he, was it was like if I were sitting on a horse that got spooked <laughs> or like decided to take off my like I internalized so that way the like the horses don't freak out more from me freaking out that they're freaked out. So I literally just go grabs the whoa. handle and goes whoa like it like like that was gonna do anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> but it was I'm. <laughs> Uh, it was, uh, yeah. it was a moment of relationship building in our friendship. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I have another, I have, a, I have one other moment like that where, um, me and my very good friends, um, shout out to Mary Catherine. Um, we were on the way to a funeral for a friend's dad in like the Charlotte area. And we'd never been down these roads before. Like never, we never go to this part of Charlotte mm-hmm. and there was a super sharp, like curve in the road they came up out of nowhere and she was going pretty quick because we were running late like normal um <laughs> like and normal. like and like it was like something out of like you could not have planned this better for like a tv show or a movie the second we hit the curve and realized that there's a good chance we could go off the road and die we our literal simultaneously we just go ah like <laughs> Just we we were we were okay that if at that point in time the Lord called us home we were like if it's our time it's our time I guess. I was trying to think of like other uh, traffic accidents. I haven't. I actually haven't. Shaylin and I got hit by a semi truck. I think we've told you that yeah. story before. That was years ago. That was crazy. That was not a. Uh... No, that was a. <laughs> that, was... <laughs> that was scary. Uh, and that was another one of those moments. We weren't we weren't engaged yet, were we? No. We were dating. And we were might have done a little bit to spurn the, the we, engagement process. Well, we did. We did realize, like, yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, like, so we were stopped at a red light, and I wasn't. We we weren't driving. We were seventeen, eighteen, um, and my mom was driving actually, and so we were just parked uh, at a left at a left turn. But we were behind. We weren't like hanging out, like you know, you know, you, so you pull out. We weren't pulled out or anything. We were just behind the line at a left turn, and a semi truck <clears throat> drove up behind and i don't know if lost control or what but they were going 45 plus uh and they tried to they didn't stop and they tried to weave around all three lanes or whatever but they didn't make it all the way around our lane and they hit our car and we just kind of start spinning and we did like a 780 it was like a decent we amount yeah we all had we all had whiplash like the, i remember the next day like everyone was like oh my gosh like mine, again not like not like I mean, it's it was, it's just not a normal thing you experience no. or whatever. So, I remember like we come to a stop and like we looked around. And it's just like we're looking the other way in traffic and like the light has turned green and I just no delirious. We're just de- totally delirious 
on what was happening. Yeah. You were like adrenaline to the max. That's what you, I do. I was like, I was like, let me have this car. She wouldn't right now. She wouldn't. Sit, <laughs> she wouldn't like <laughs> sit <laughs> down. They, they, she got scolded by a few people to like. By you need paramedic. to stop and sit and like take a take a breather here. You'll be like, like, I'm fine. Look, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. I I had. I, I remember like uh, uh, somebody coming up to me and like as I stumbled out of the car, like grab my arm and like start speaking to me immediately. I don't remember a word of what was said. I just remember being like trying to let like your it, it was almost like, you know, like trying to come out of being dizzy, like trying yeah. to like just come to all the way. And it was that was a pretty crazy one. Yeah. That was another one where I felt like, OK, God has a plan for our lives because that's not luck like everybody there there were people that walked up immediately and then everybody else wouldn't walk up to the car because they just assumed they it was going to we be it. like like uh uh a graphic yeah a graphic scene they were like we didn't even want to look <laughs> so that was one of those moments that i think definitely i felt like it was fun the lord protected us that was a pretty crazy one um yeah we can't get into talking all about all the traffic every stuff. traffic we'll accident that's true three hours it's true <clears throat> Um, so let's ask, let's ask this one. What's a piece of advice you would give an artist who wants to work full time outside of music who like also, so they like, they, they want to do music, but they also have a full time job. Um, what are some of the things that you've experienced? Really get used to sometimes only getting like five or six hours of sleep. Um, cause like my, 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 my routine right now is like, I work like all opening shifts at the store that I run. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way I have time to do things for some reason. All of my inspiration doesn't come until like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Was it 3 a.m. the last yeah, text like, you sent me? Like I'll send you lyrics and like the timestamp on the notes are like 3.54 a.m. <laughs> and I'm just like, I wrote this last night. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I would think I would just say that. Like establishing like routines for the mundane, like normal things you have to do and knowing like when you'll have free time, but also keep your phone on you, like write down anything and everything. Voice notes or voice notes. Like if you're at work and you have something pop into your head, like literally sprint to the bathroom so you can like track it, um, Mm. write down everything. Like you don't want to forget anything. Mm Um, yeah. Think that like so many songs like get lost because people forget to write it down. Hmm. Yeah. I songwriting, I think one of the things that I've recognized is I, I mean, I've worked different jobs while working through music and, and all that, but um, more than anything, one of the things I've definitely recognized and I, I remember saying this to you, it was like certain times of songwriting. It's like, if, if you know, you can write the song, there's a surrender of like sitting there, as long as it takes to finish it sometimes. And like, like sometimes I'll know I'm, I could finish the song if I sat here, but it's also one I'm like, I want to go to bed like in the morning. But it's like, at a certain point I just started saying, I'm just going to sit here and finish the song. I don't really care what time it is. And those are like, not like sitting there if you don't know what to do, but if you know you could finish the song, sometimes it just takes longer than you want it to. And yeah. it's like a process you just are like along for the ride in of like, I know if I sit here for another hour and a half, it'll be done. Yeah. But I don't want to sit here for an hour and a half. And just the persistence in, in staying in that spot, even though sometimes it's like easier to go to bed or get your dinner or whatever. Sometimes it's prioritizing it. <clears throat> well, like we just had like 
like me and you just had those two sessions where we were trying to finish a song and we're like, what couldn't do it. Literally like we like schedule time. We both worked on it outside of like meeting Yeah, and we come together and we like even, even the stuff we were able to like write and we're like, well, this is an idea. Like neither one of us like were like sold on it. Yeah. And then you, you eventually were like, I think I finished it. I, I think like, I got it. I was like, I think I got I'm it. glad you, I'm glad, I, I'm glad you finished it because me staying up till four with nothing, nothing pinned down is not cutting it. I'm trying to remember what time I wrote it at. I remember like, I, I think <clears throat> writing for me, like uh, ebbs and flows on like what I'm working on. So I go through times where like, I don't write a lot at all. And then I go through times where I'm constantly writing and, and uh, sometimes there's little pockets in there where like a song just like shows itself. And that was one of those. I wasn't writing heavily yeah. when I when I did that. It just kind of showed up when it showed up. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> this one's done. <laughs> my, my funniest one is the one that me and Becca are going to work on. The, the chorus when I wrote it. I remember this specifically. I was eating flaming hot Cheetos and the chorus came to my head like and so I like had Cheeto dust in one hand and typing with the other. So one of the other funny things about that song we'll, we'll dub it the Hot Cheetos song for now. That could be the working title. Uh, <laughs> is that that's the song you guys played when we all went on retreat, right? Yeah. And I remember playing pool downstairs and you two start playing through this and i was in the room but i was playing at the at the pool table with somebody else i don't remember who it was and i heard like the like i heard the whole verse in my head and walked over i was like no 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 i like i was like guys i think i know and i literally like spitballed like what had to have been like a minute of content yeah and i was like i think that will really help i think that'll be a part like i think that'll be a really good ad and then I remember being like, but you guys do whatever you want. And you both went, no, 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 come back. We're writing this down. <laughs> like that song, that was another really natural thing. Like I'm literally tuned in, but out, like I'm playing pool in a room and I hear this going on in the background and it just like fired off in my brain. Like here's a whole paragraph that totally works with this. And here's a great rhythm. And like a lot of that is in there and mm -hmm. it worked. And it's like, I don't, I know that's practice, but you, kind of still are surprised when like songs just kind of show up like that. Mm -hmm. And it's always really fun. So this is our branded question. Okay. And we ask this to everybody. And what's cool is eventually it'll be like a video that will go on forever of people talking about this question, which is what does music mean to you and why is it important? <laughs> oh goodness. What music meant to me 10 years ago is not what it means to me now. Um, Music, the definition and what it means to me has ch evolved and changed. Um, music was fun um, at one point, and then music was taxing and and very difficult. Music was devastating at another point, but I think now music um, has become music has become neutral, but not neutral in how how I approach it or how I. Um, or how I use it, but music is neutral in the sense that like it's there. It's just it's just present. It's mm. it's very much not to get like Christianese, but it's it's very much like my relationship with the Lord. Like it it's it's super present. Constant. And very constant. Mm. Um and the good or the bad that comes out of it again is like my relationship with the Lord. It's just on how I perceive it. Um 
like we talk about like the bad things that happen when we're walking with God, but they're only bad because we're perceiving them as bad. We don't see the inherent good that comes out of like negative situations. Um, and the bad that's come out of like, not necessarily come out of music, but has come from like, I don't know, like sad songs that like remind me of like a really hard time. Like the reminder isn't a bad thing. It's actually like very reflective Um, But again, it's just all about perception. And so I think that music to me is just a very present, um, but very neutral um, part of my life that um, how I how I decide to use it um, or if I don't decide to use it at all, it's just there um, Mm -hmm. and it's a part of me. One of the things about it is, is that something can start one way and and, um, like in in a song like specifically with something bad, like it can start off bad, uh, but the song you're able to take it and, and sort of channel it into something good, yeah. you know? <clears throat> and so it's almost like, uh, can be not all the time, but it can be like a, a transformative kind of thing of like, I had this really tough experience. Um, and I wrote a song about it and all of a sudden it is a connection point for you and maybe somebody else is having a hard time or it's a way of letting go or it's a way of uh being good and mad and getting then then kind of moving on or whatever you know like yeah. it can it can be a, a tool for a lot of that too but um so we have another brandon question yeah so this is our season two you, brandon question you are a relatively newer songwriter Um, Because you just started working on your project and everything like that. So tell us about that process, what it looks like for you. Uh, How has it evolved? Is it like just kind of random right now or like what, how's that work for you? Um, I I would say that there's not really a process other than just like, I'll hear something. I'm like, Oh, I like that. Like, like I'll hear someone speak or I'll hear like a statement or a sentiment. I'm like, like something that just speaks to me as a person, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's like timely for like the season I'm in. Um, I like jot that down. I'm like, Oh, I really like that. Um, and it just kind of see like what comes like what, like if it speaks to me on like a deeper level and like I carry it with me, I like write about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I write about it in a way that is a little bit more poetic. So that way if like a song, does come yeah, out of it. Yeah, you write like whole lyric sheets before you ever put a melody to it a lot. Yeah. Like you have like a whole page of lyrics. Yeah. Um especially um you send them to me. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Um so I will say like the writing, the actual like physical like writing down words comes very very first. Um because sometimes it's just things I need to write down just to to express in a way that doesn't necessarily need to be spoken or like told to like people. Um, but if I write it down and then it lingers and it marinates and like, I'm like, well, well, this is relatable. It needs to be shared. Um, especially if it's like about my relationship with the Lord, if it's like something that's going to be like glorifying to him, Mm. then I'm like, Oh, this isn't just for me. Um, which is sort of where like my first song really came out of was like, I was reading a book and I was like, Oh wow, that's really good thought. I was like, oh, that's a super good thought. Yeah. And I was playing piano in the closet because I was like, at this time, I was like living in a house with like other people. So I had to like soundproof the best I could just just to practice late at night. Um, And 
that's like where the hook came from was like just this thought that I got from reading this book. Yeah. So this is, so this is our, we're going to wrap up with this question because uh, you're already talking about it. So you, what you're describing is moment, right? Yeah. And so um, that's actually the song you're performing today. Yes. Um, it's a song called A Moment with Jesus. It's the first one that uh, we got to do together and uh, very honored to have gotten right on it too. I think I, um, like I said, we told the story of like, you came in, showed it to me, and it was like, this is like, wow, that's, okay, we have to do something yeah. with this, you know, that kind of thing. And then you're saying you wrote it kind of in the closet of uh, uh, like a shared housing <laughs> and yeah. said, okay, uh, how do I be quiet enough and, and still do this? And um, tell us about kind of the story behind it, though, like the actual meaning of it um, lyrically and like kind of where that idea came from. We were reading um, a book called Jesus Is, which is super popular um, in Christian culture. And there was just just a, a sentence in the book that talked about like Jesus like changes things and like just like and I was I was just like it was so simple it's mm -hmm. something that I knew and I was but like it's just sometimes you really just need things to be dumbed down for you to really just get it then like I started thinking about like the grander like design of like the universe and like how God spoke the universe into existence um and with just the sound of his voice and um like when Jesus was performing miracles um oftentimes it was just through speaking um over over these people and that's where like the that's where like the like the hook line like like a moment with Jesus changes changes things like um like the like the physicality this is the thought that i got behind the songs like the physicality the the mentality or the spirituality of any situation can be changed in just a moment when jesus is brought in yeah um whether that's like healing um physically or spiritually whether that's just like salvation like you just you you just take you just ask him to change you mm -hmm. um or even just for comfort um like just in a moment, like peace can be brought on about, yeah, about things. Um, and I knew it was something I'd experienced for myself and I knew it was something that I really believed because, um, I, I didn't know this at the time, but I was about to be going through like a lot of like seasons of change. Um, but the one thing that held fast is that like, like the one thing that I knew and the one thing that I've seen for myself is that like just a moment with Jesus can change anything. Yeah. I think uh, when I think about it, when I think about this song, I think about like your heart really shines through in this song. It's your heart. You got a, uh, like just a very warm hearted guy. And so I think about when like I hear that song, the joy that's in it, like in the, the recording specifically, like, so we're going to play it today. But if you go, if you have a chance, go listen to the, to the studio recording. It's just this massive song that has, <laughs> yeah. that has everything that we, could put in it in it i mean yeah. from the choir to the guitar solo to the boom clap chorus it's yeah. like it's a little bit of gospel a little bit of southern a little bit of uh like contemporary yeah. it's uh, it's all calman though and i that's like such uh i remember the more that that song came together the more i was like this is who calman is like as an artist this is this is so like a maybe not forever. Like I'm not saying people don't grow and add to it, yeah. but like in that moment, like 
which is funny that I just said that because it's yeah. like a pun in the sorry, yeah. but Very good. but it has it has so much about what you love in it, and I think that it's a really cool representation of of kind of your heart, and yeah. I think that's a really cool thing. So, thanks for thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having we me. We loved we loved having you, and um, we're gonna uh, well let's do this first. Let's shout out all your all your socials because you're you're we introduced you as I think Calman Greg, but your artist name is. Cal Scott on all streaming platforms. Yep. And is that the same on like Instagram or like um, where people can follow you? Uh, Instagram. I think it's just at Calming underscore Grig. Um, mm. I should really start an artist page. Soon. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look up Calvin Grig, you're either going to get me or my dad. So there, you can't miss just by searching that. <laughs> cool. Um, so go check out Calvin and all his stuff. Uh, and without further ado, we're going to wrap it up here. Here is a moment with Jesus by Cal Scott. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. You wouldn't believe me now Who I used to be There weren't enough good deeds to begin to wash me clean I tried and tried and tried Nothing satisfied my soul And the loneliness inside Then I met a man On my Damascus road He took my hand And showed me hope This much I know this much I've seen A moment with Jesus Changes everything This much I know This much I've seen A moment with Jesus Changes everything It's nothing I could have done to deserve God's only Son I was lost and so afraid In an instant something changed I'm alive to tell the story How He raised me from death to glory Let these words be living proof What a moment with Him can do So I will not run No, I cannot deny I will sing His praise for all my days This much I know This much I've seen A moment with Jesus Changes everything This much I know This much I've seen A moment with Jesus Changes everything So come on, sing about God's praises Now's the time to thank Him Come on, sing about all He's done for you Cause in a moment He made you new So come on, sing about God's praises Now's the time to thank Him Sing about all He's done for you Cause in a moment He made you new this much I know, this much I've seen, 
A moment with Jesus changes everything. This much I know, this much I've seen. A moment with Jesus changes everything.